This is Deeper Dive. I'm your host, Jay Wald. And this weekly podcast is brought to you by Plantation SDA Church. This is uh, season three, episode 26. And of course, this podcast is not possible unless I have the world's greatest co-host ever from East, West, North, and South, Dawn. <laughs> East, West, North, and South, too? Wow. There's no other. There's no other. There's no other. <laughs> How you doing, Joe? I'm doing well, young lady. I'm doing well. Perfect. I'm doing well. Nice to see you again. It is. Mm. Hey, guess what? I we have somebody from the archives. From the archives. The archives. Oh, it's about you, know, it's, you know how you're doing the crime unit, the S, S, uh, CSI? You go all the way to the back. And no. you look up his name. And then you pick it up. Oh, yeah. Are you serious? <laughs> it's a crime scene now? No, he's not a crime scene. It, it, it just looks like he just he's just been put away for a moment. <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> I want to say, look, I want to say, it's our brother way back when, man. It's, I know. It's now he's now Pastor CJ Cousins. Welcome, brother. Yes. Man, it's good to be here, guys. Um, I'm, I'm glad to be on with you guys. I've had a great experience at Plantation. And when you said the, the archives, I said, is that a loose reference to the salt and pepper going on up here? And the archives, <laughs> the archives implies old, you know what I mean? Old. I said, oh, he's looking at the salt and pepper going on up top of my head. <laughs> at, least you're not, at least you're not outdated. No. <laughs> you're not outdated. I take it as a yes. <laughs> you're not outdated. That's a good thing. But remember you, brother. Welcome on. Yeah. Um, yeah. I want to I want to thank our podcast listeners uh, for taking the time out. Uh, whatever social media platform you may be using, and whatever uh, summer related questions you may have, comments or even uh, concerns, please contact us via WhatsApp or text 954-388-8780. Well, Don, before we move on, you know we always have the word of prayer. That's right. And we'll get back and talk with our our brothers from the past. That's right. Even though he's in prison right now with us, but thank goodness. <laughs> Father God, <laughs> Father God, thank you for all you've done for us, Lord. We want to thank you for our brother for coming in, for giving us the word, Lord, about the excellent way. Mm-hmm. Lord, thank you for what he's done in his life, Lord, and blessing his family, Lord, that you will continue having him spread the gospel wherever he may go. Continue to bless this podcast in the most mighty way. In the name of Jesus, amen. 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 All right, the most excellent way, the excellent way. Why the excellent way? Why did you choose that title? I chose the excellent way because it's coming right out of 1 Corinthians 12, 31. And some Mm -hmm. translations will say a better way or a more better way or a more or most excellent way. Mm -hmm. And that's Paul. He's speaking in chapter 12 about spiritual gifts, but really, his core issue is the oneness and unity of the church, equality in the church. But now he's going to apply that primary concern within the context of spiritual gifts. And he's going to talk about the way to kind of keep us together, to preserve us. Like what's the real uh, current, the energy, the thing that keeps us and binds us together as a body in the context Mm -hmm. he's addressing spiritual gifts. And so he says, here, I'm going to show you the most, excellent way and then he moves that idea now from the last verse in chapter 12 and he begins to unpack that most excellent way 
in chapter 13, which most people think of or hear called the love chapter. And many people hear the love chapter, 1 Corinthians 13, they think of weddings, they think of marital love, and it certainly applies to that, but it's so, so, so much more, so all-encompassing. And the other reason is because it's also a kind of a hint towards a person, because the excellent way is not just a mere philosophy uh, or way of being, but it's actually a person. Jesus says himself in John four, John chapter 14, I am the way, the mm-hmm. truth and the life. And so what's being talked about in 1 Corinthians 13 is really pointing to Jesus who actually is the most excellent way, God in flesh, and he calls us to follow him. So Amen. Amen. that's it. Absolutely. Amen. Amen. I, I want to thank you for segueing off of uh, Mozart's sermon uh, about one in Christ in the body and what he spoke about. But uh, I want to ask you about the bit with the teacher. Remember the teacher, the one that was with the gifts, but yet still she the wasn't. Director. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She wasn't actually in, engaging with the people. Mm. We have a lot of that today. Why is that? Yeah, mm. um, I think a lot of people struggle with trusting others there's been wounds that people have experienced past early childhood trauma and so there's a lot of reasons why people just want to do the form Mm -hmm. but they don't necessarily want to do the substance Mm -hmm. a lot of people want the uh the skin of the apple but they don't want the actual fruit the juice the that's in the apple yeah what's really good i can use that illustration you know what i mean (laughs) they want the ingredient they, they, they want the cereal box, but they don't want the ingredients. And so um, I've, I've often mentioned that this is often why people don't do a lot of small group fellowship in homes or virtually or uh, someplace where people gather. Right. Because if you really see who I am, if you really right. know what I'm like, then it's too close. It's too close to home. I don't know if I can be that authentic, that real. I don't know if I don't know if it's safe enough to do that with you, even though the environment may present to be a very safe place. But some people, it's still, they're kind of nudging a little bit, but they're not too, you know, uh, sure that they can actually be that transparent. So one of the things that um, defining church merely as a place to go, a building, a worship service, or even a ministry that one volunteers, quote unquote, in, one of the biggest challenges with that is that it takes the real juice, the real flow of what church really is about, and it makes it a form. Mm-hmm. It makes it merely a function. It makes it merely a task or even a weekly experience, which is not, a, those are not bad things. Yeah, Those are part of the ingredients, but it's not the heart of the thing. And the heart of the thing is, man, we are a family. We're one. We're united. We're inseparable. We're joined and united to Christ in each other. So I think a lot of people are getting a surface experience. I think the reason too, you know what, if I'm doing the part, if I'm preserving, maybe looks like really religious without really getting into what it means to be a follower of Jesus. So mm-hmm. I can have uh, the form of God, but deny the power thereof. And that's love. I notice, especially 
in church that we, as you say, we go through the functions of our own little ministries. Yeah. And we don't want to overlap to try to um, work together and be cohesive and do the work of God all together. And you're saying that, you know, maybe some people have been hurt or maybe some people have had situations whereby, you know, they can't trust other people. How do you think that we can get over that so that we can actually work together as a team? That's true. Yeah. What I'm going to say, Dawn, may sound a little counterintuitive to how our churches are typically structured. And again, what I'm going to say here is not me knocking on the functions of the church, the ministries of the church, the things that the church does, right? Mm-hmm. But what I'm really kind of knocking at, scratching at, advocating for is for us to get to the root of what church primarily actually is. Right. And mm-hmm. actually, church is not so much, although this is definitely a part of it, a critical part of it, but church is not so much defined by its work by Mm. its facilities, uh, by its organization. Um, It does do things. It does have facilities. It does a lot of great things in the world, but that's not primarily what what church is. And, 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 And let me give you an example of this. Can you imagine me defining your family based solely on what you do? Yeah. Or can you imagine me defining your marriage based solely on what you do? Now, is doing things a good thing that flows out of a healthy community, family, and marriage? Absolutely. And we need to do those things. But I believe Jesus and the New Testament writers were laying something out that was fundamentally deeper than even us working together. Mm -hmm. It's the basis from which we then start to work together. And that's, first of all, just to be. We're human beings, not human doings. And Mm. I would say the same thing for the church. The church first needs to learn how to be one, how to be in community, how to be a family. This is why a lot of churches in the New Testament, if you really look at them, most of church life was happening in homes from house to house. Yeah. Right. The ministry of Jesus, the ministry of Paul and Peter, and you just read the book of Acts, even that by itself in the Gospels. And you'll see they're eating a lot of hospitality. Yeah. A lot of eating together, fellowshipping together, a lot of talk even in the parables about banquets and feasts. <laughs> to the point that Jesus was called a glutton and a, and a wine giver. Right. Being together. What, what do families have in their home? They have a living yeah. room. Yeah. Because life happens in the living room. Conversations happen in the living room. Mm-hmm. Laughter happens in the living yeah. room. Mm-hmm. And you knowing me and me knowing you, you see my bumps and my flaws, mm-hmm. but you also see my good qualities. Right. And we learn, we learn, we learn how to love. Mm-hmm. And from that, we do things together. We may go places as a family. We may... Mm-hmm. Um, have something that we do, like going to a worship service or volunteering or doing things as a family or doing homework, take the kids to soccer practice, that kind of stuff. But it's going to come from 
being together, being one, being a unit, being, knowing one another. And from that, and so this is why Jesus, I think fundamentally was laying out for us in Matthew 18, he says, wherever two or three are gathered in my name, there I will be Mm. with them, right? In other words, Jesus is laying out for us there, I believe, the core foundational unit of a church. That's two or three people just being together as the body. Now they're gonna do things flowing from that reality. Mm. And so I, I, I really think we struggle. We really, really struggle, I believe, in the church, not just in our particular movement and denomination, but I think churches, particularly in the West, I think churches in the global South, churches in the Middle East and East get this a lot better because mm-hmm. that's the context that's, by okay. which the gospels were written. Right, right. And the New Testament, right. it's a very communal, mm. um, it's, a, it's, an, actually, it's an Eastern faith, mm. um, you know, that, that, that developed. And they get community, they get hospitality and family way better than I think we do in the West. We're very individualistic. Mm. Everything flows out of who you are, connect, the community and the family that you're connected to, you know, who's your tribe. Yeah. It's about what, it's about us, you know? So I think in the church, we've definitely focused a lot on proclamation, communicating what we believe. We've focused a lot on what we do and all oh, these are good, 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 we need to do them. Mm. But it first needs to really be, and I'm just gonna say this, I really believe that the church should primarily be defined by small groups. Mm. That, that, that intentionally and lovingly make disciples and then everything else should be kind of the add-on. Even the building, even the worship service. I, there are some people right now that are in my own small group. One is, I know one, one I'm thinking of particularly, she was just texting me uh, and our, the rest of our group just now. She is someone who has studied what our church believes okay. with us at least one and a half times. She's attended our church from time to time, even served from, from, from time to time, but she's never fully been baptized into our, our church as a member. Mm. But she has been faithfully a part and really considers our small group, her church. Amen. She considers, she considers it, uh, us, our family. And she observes Sabbath, you know, but so what I'm saying is there are some people that are experiencing biblical house to house community, fellowship, church, and let's be real, the way prophecy and things are going in our world, there could come a time, and this is the reality in many other countries, even right now as I speak, Mm. that for them, listen, man, having a building is a privilege. That's true. Having ministry, they already know what it's like to have to be church just together, Mm. people, learning how to love one another and represent Christ. So I think we're missing that. Not everywhere, those churches that I think are reclaiming it, but I think it's a definite something that goes against how we typically function in the West. So I think that's maybe a long answer to a, that's okay, a short that's question, okay. but I think that's I think that's kind of I think that's kind of what's what we're scratching at with. That. I got you. Do you think that also um, it could be because of our own personal spiritual walk is not really focused on Christ that much we're focused on I'm doing 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 because I'm trying to make it to heaven oh lord have mercy now you gotta start to preach her up okay <laughs> yes and yes and yes what? um see because what I shared just now I shared with you um 
kind of the visible things mm. that we see. Mm -hmm. But often what's lying underneath that surface, what's underneath that hood is I need to somehow do this to get favor and brownie points with God to make sure that my salvation is, is my calling and election is sure, right? Yeah. And so this is a fundamental misunderstanding or lack of understanding of the gospel. Hmm. A primarily the gospel and then flowing from that, a, just a daily relationship with Jesus where he's the one that's abiding in the heart through the Holy Spirit, through prayer, the reading and meditating on the word and studying of the word and the daily asking for the spirit to fill up your life. Mm -hmm. Flowing from that is the love of God. Flowing from that is the desire to serve, mm -hmm. not to earn anything. Mm -hmm. Never to earn anything because you know you can't earn it. Even a lot of people misunderstand this, even through doing the things that the Holy Spirit empowers you to do. Right. That's not meriting you your, your spot in the in, in the kingdom of heaven future, mm -hmm. right? Because Jesus launched the kingdom of heaven on earth through his church, through his people, but ultimately at the second coming of Christ and beyond, right? The reign of God in the future, heaven and the new earth. Um yeah, that has been secured by the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ on our behalf. And we believe that by faith. Mm. So Jesus did what was necessary to secure our salvation at the cross. There's, therefore, as long as we continue to have faith or believe, or really what the word is, is trust mm -hmm. in that historic accomplished reality. That's why he said it is finished at the cross. Then what we can do is flowing from that is have gratitude, number one, for grace, and yes, ask in, in light of that for the daily reception of the spirit to now empower me to live out and walk out what he laid out for me to follow in his teachings mm. and in the word. And, and, um, and understand that I'm going to grow in grace. Mm. I'm, I'm not, I'm, I, I'm not going to arrive overnight. I'm going to mature, which means I haven't arrived. I'm going to make some mistakes along the way. You don't want to, yeah. mm -hmm. but you acknowledge that you own it and you repent. You can't get back up and you follow in Christ. Uh, when we continue in sin or even legalism, trying to earn our way down, yeah. it, it, it ultimately results in the hardening of the heart yes. to where we, we say, you know what? I've sinned. I've made too many mistakes. You get perfectionism. I can't add up. Yeah. And you do one of two things. You either chuck the whole thing and say, you know what? We'll forget Christ, his church, and trying to even make it into heaven. I can't do it. Right. I'm not strong enough. I'm not good enough. Right. And you throw the whole thing away because you just give up. Yeah. Or you try to in the most miserable way, just white knuckle it, grit your teeth, and try hard until you die. Mm. <laughs> no, no, just, I'm keeping, and you just and you make everybody miserable around you because you want them to be as miserable as you are. Hey, this thing is hard, so we gotta struggle together. And uh, and anyway, there's so much you could say about that. But um, I think fundamentally, a church cannot operate healthily in any kind of a healthy way. Can't do anything healthy without crystal clarity repetitively before them of the gospel. Mm. Okay. Because everything flows from that. Everything, 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 everything mm. flows from the gospel. I, we, can't, we can't have healthy functioning ministries. There's no way. Mm. Um, there is absolutely no way. I can't serve someone that I think that what I'm doing has to be done perfect mm -hmm. all the time. And I don't, and, and, I, and, I, and I will not gain his favor. 
unless I do it perfect or somehow try to attain that perfection, um, I'm either going to resent him. Why did you come to the cross and die for me if I'm still trying to earn something that you say you finished at the cross? You know, you're going to have a, you're going to have a, you're going to have a cognitive dissonance. You're going to have this this conundrum for an inner frustration. Mm. Um, Ty Gibson said the, the, the best place to hide from God is in religion. Mm. <laughs> I wouldn't have thought that. The best yes. place. <laughs> the best wow. place to hide from God is in religion because wow. you can do all the things and, and seem like you know yes. him and like you're living for him and that you're representing him, mm. but you can be completely devoid of yes. him on the inside. Wow. Right. And even wow. internally hiding from God. Mm-hmm. That, so you can be an intellectual believer, but you can be an emotional atheist. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> I'm like, that's wow. Crazy. That is, I, because, the, because the Bible will say the demons believe, meaning an intellectual assent to a reality that God yeah. is, and judgment is coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right? But they don't believe in the gospel sense of trust in Jesus. Right. So their hearts, they've closed their hearts off from re- receiving the love and grace of God. And so uh, we can be functioning, this is going to sound crazy, but it's, I think it's biblically accurate. We could be functioning at the demonic level <laughs> or, 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 or we could be functioning in the holistic, healthy, spiritual gospel level of faith in Christ. And so, yeah, this is why Paul will often begin his letters and Corinthians is the same. Galatians, Ephesians, especially, he will begin his letter even if he has to rebuke them, by the way, there's things that needs to be corrected. He, he always begins, he begins his letter, notice, saturating them, Romans as well, saturating them in the gospel, repeating the gospel. Let's get clarity of why we're all here. <laughs> we're saved by grace through faith yeah. in Jesus Christ. Not of works, as any man should boast, Ephesians 2, 8. Then you get down to 9 and 10, and he'll eventually say, but we're created in Christ Jesus for good works. So he's basically saying, we're not saved by works, yeah. but we're saved for works. Amen. You're saved past tense, something Jesus did. The result of that now through the spirit is you're going to want to do things for your savior who saved you mm-hmm. out of love, exactly. gratitude for grace, and a desire to just want to do the things he does because he's just so wonderful. So we have to have a gospel rooted church and when that's not in place then of course we get this kind of unhealthy legalistic even competition all kind of unhealthy things we're not rooted in the gospel of grace wow that's crazy crazy. you can see that happening yeah and i suppose i'm gonna just cut you again joe my next question would be how do you discern because you gotta love everybody how do you discern when someone is doing that Mm. and yes. you um, you are not doing the right thing you need to get your spiritual walk together yeah yeah ah ooh. okay that, that, that that's such a a good question and a thorny question i know it's very thorny <laughs> because um, i think the best person to identify that someone is operating from a place of legalism, a trying to somehow earn by what they do, especially the works of God and serving in ministry, mm. a place in heaven. Mm. Um, or from a void place of no real 
walk with Jesus, mm-hmm. connection with Jesus um, through the word, prayer, and the Holy Spirit. Uh, I think the best person to see that is someone who's been there themselves. So they know what it looks like. Yeah. If you've ever been in a, and, and, and I, you know, it, 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 sometimes there's a tug and a pull. Some, mm. you, you may have been there for a long period of, black, of time growing up, uh, raised in the church or whatever, but you may sometimes periodically lean there and may not even realize that you, you know, Lord touches, you know, speaks to you. Um, like the church is in the first few chapters of Revelation and you get awakened to, oh my goodness, that's where I am. So mm. um, I, think, I think it takes one to know one. I think, I think the best person to, to recognize that experience is someone that's experienced it. So the person that's coming to you, which is often the case, mm-hmm. that is basically having a legalistic experience. They're trying to earn their way to heaven mm-hmm. by what they do, even in ministry, in the local church. Many times they're very sincere. They want to be faithful. They want to be right. Mm-hmm. And that type of person tends to be the kind of person that wants to come to others and make sure that they get it right. Mm-hmm. Um, they tend to be that because mm-hmm. they tend to themselves be insecure mm-hmm. about where they are with Jesus. And so they project. They project their insecurity and lack of assurance of salvation Mm-hmm. onto everybody else around them mm-hmm. thus making everybody else anxious about where they are mm-hmm. versus the experience that jesus uh, lays out for us come unto me all ye that are heavy laden i will give you rest yeah. right my, my my yoke is easy my burden is light mm-hmm. right paul describing in uh, galatians excuse me uh, ephesians 2 8 salvation is by grace through faith Uh, and not of works, lest anyone should boast uh, by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. So, you know, that person is the type of person that more than likely sees God as a harsh, exacting judge. And therefore, their picture of God dictates how they treat people. Mm. Mm. Hmm. If God is an exacting judge, and that's how they believe God is relating to them, and what happens in the human psychology and, and, and even spirit, that whole thing up here in our brain, we tend to act out our picture of God. Mm. The way we see God is the way we tend to treat others. Oh, yeah. Wow. So if God is a exacting judge, then I'm going to be an exacting judge to others. Mm. Wow. Because that's who I believe God to be to me. So I'm actually announcing to you how I feel in my walk with God. Mm. If I'm judgmental and critical, then that's how I think God is. Mm. But if I believe that God is gracious, if I believe that God is merciful, if I believe that God is compassionate, slow to anger. By the way, these are all things he describes of himself in Exodus 34. If I believe that God looks like Jesus in the four gospels mm. if that if i believe that god is like the middleman hanging on the cross right. in between two other crosses then if that's who i believe god is then i'm going to be that way to others i'm going to be gracious i'm going to give them room to grow 
-hmm. It's not that you're lowering a standard. The standard always remains high because guess what? The standard, you want to talk about standards? The standard Mm -hmm. is actually the faithful love of God. Mm -hmm. That is it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That is it. Okay. A love that even loves not only its neighbors, but even its enemies. Well, let me say, you have, you have, you have something else, Don? No, no, no. Go ahead, Joe. Uh, I, I want to segue on that because, you know, we got our 28 fundamental beliefs. And yes. So, you know, love is it. It should be the number one. Of course, you have said that. But how do I love more? How do I love well? Yeah, continue with that because you're sitting there going like, if if you have the love, then every, all of the 27 will be fine. I just wanted mm. to know how do yeah. I love well. <laughs> yeah, with that, and I'm segueing on to to what Don's saying. Yeah, th- th- this is this is a, a very relevant to what you, what we were just talking about. Mm. Very relevant to what we were just talking about. They go actually hand in hand. Um, the first thing I would say, Don, is, um. Because I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tie what you both said together. Okay. So to that person that's coming to me and acting that way, critical, I need to get my act together. If it's a loving person in my life that's faithfully following Jesus and believes the gospel, then they're gonna approach me from a place where I know they love me, yeah. mm-hmm. and they're not trying to hem me up in a legalistic faith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're trying to say, hey, look at what Jesus has done for you. Look at his faithfulness towards you. Look at his grace towards you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's coming from that place. Mm-hmm. Right. Not you need to earn your way somehow. Right. Um, and 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 how do I tra- I I want to treat them the way Christ has treated me. I want to be the difference to them. Depending on how toxic they are, I may need to ignore them, pray for them, love them from a distance. Yeah. You know, because some people are just verbally and spiritually abusive. Right. But if it's someone that I know I have their ear at some level. I need to try and demonstrate and even communicate that love, that grace, that clearer picture of God uh, to them. Yeah. Maybe just listen to them, you know, kind of take with a grain of salt, uh, but find a way to show them what they are actually and point them to Jesus and demonstrate him in the way that, that um, what, where they're lacking, actually, even though they're coming to you kind of trying to <laughs> yeah. zap you. But how do we now, when we're talking about love, we're talking about the gospel. We're talking about the relationship with Jesus. And we're talking about now standards. And I just said a moment ago that love is the standard. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, many times we approach laws, principles, teachings, doctrines flowing all out of the Bible. And we approach them often forgetting their context. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the 28, 28 fundamental beliefs of the Seventh-day Adventist church. Many churches have a list of doctrines. We don't believe that they are a creed although some people treat them like one, Mm -hmm. okay? We believe the Bible, and this is the best understanding of scripture that we have, and we hold true to that. Mm -hmm. But if the Lord should show us more insight on what we believe, then we're going to continue to update, you know, and and follow Jesus wherever he goes is is the ideal of what we've described. But some people treat it just like, you know, Mm -hmm. um, a test in terms of this is the standard, and many, and many times their interpretation of it <laughs> um, or their additions to it, you know, um, very much like what we see in the Jews of the time of Jesus. Yeah. And what happens there is that we rob it of its context, number one, of grace, mm-hmm. and two, 
um, its context of love, okay? Mm. Uh, even the Ten Commandments when they were given at, at Sinai were given after God did the redeeming act of delivering the Israelites out of bondage of slavery in Egypt, symbolized by the Passover, the slaying of the lamb. Right. All of that was pointing forward to Messiah, to Jesus. Jesus would be the lamb slain. We now, like the children of Israel, we've been redeemed. Yes. We've been saved, okay? We've been, uh, something was done for us by grace that we could never do for ourselves. Mm -hmm. So they come to Sinai after, already in the saved position, already in the freed position. Yeah. Then he gives them his, from the Jewish perspective, the Hebrew perspective, their promises actually, because what God essentially is saying is, I promise that you will not want to have any other gods before me. I promise that you're going to not want to take my name in vain. I promise it's a relationship. So I'm the one that saved you. That's how he begins the, the Ten Commandments. Mm-hmm. And then he says, now here's the things that people that are in a relationship with me, that's how they live. Mm-hmm. And Jesus sums it up in Matthew 22, 36 to 40. Love God, love one another. Yeah. <laughs> love God, love one And why God first? Because when you first see, and I mentioned this in the message, when you see how deeply God has loved you well, you now, the response is gratitude for grace. Yes. Yes. Love back to him. So anything he asks me to do, including, and ultimately is what, what it produces, love for his other image bearers. Yeah. Love for his children. So I'm going to now reflect the same love that was shown me. I'm going to reflect it out to everybody else. I'm, my heart is now filled, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's going to overflow to the other people in mm-hmm. my life. So whether it's the commandments, whether it's teachings in the Bible, doctrines, 28 beliefs, the context is always you do and believe and act on and practice anything that comes from God, the Bible, the scriptures, Jesus, hmm. anything from a place of gratitude for grace yes. and love for God. If there's any other motivation, you're lost. I don't know how to make, I don't know how to say it more plainly and starkly, not to alarm anybody, but a, but a call, hopefully, to Come back to that cross at Calvary. Yeah. Come home to the arms that are always stretched out open for you. If, you're, if you have an experience that is based on I got to do and practice to somehow earn my way into heaven, um, you need to go to Jesus. You need to repent. You need to really look at what Jesus was saying and teaching and what was written about him um, after that in the New Testament. And really get back to the grace of God. I don't know how else to say it. Um, everything flows from that. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I'm trying not to go too long here, but, no, but that's understood. Uh, I, I give you example after example after example. We never are earning victory. We're always starting the race from a place of victory. We're going to do things for God, of course. He always gives us instructions, commandments, but they always reveal number one, His character of love, and two. He always instructs us things that he's going to empower us to do through the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And those things that he calls us to do and empowers us to do are things done in light of our salvation already being secured. Yes. So stop worrying about what's, wh- what your destination is. Yeah. I've secured your destination. Yes, you have the ticket. For that. So now you're free <laughs> to live the life of love. That's the idea. There it is. Live it out. There it is. Yeah. There it is. That's it. It is.
Wow. But Don? Yes, free. yes. We're free. We're free. We're free. <laughs> we are free, bro. We're free. We are we're free. free. So we're free. That's just it. Yeah. We are free. That's that's really it. So basically, you're kind of summing up from your title that Jesus is the excellent way. Yeah. Jesus is the excellent way. He is the only way mm -hmm. to real human flourishing. Yeah, yeah. That's the best way I think to say it. Whether presently or, or eternally. He's the best way to, you know, believe in the gospel and then walking in a relationship with him and even serving in ministry and being church mm -hmm. and being one and serving with our spiritual gifts. Mm -hmm. The context for it all is Jesus. I mean, even if we just look at how he lived and how he served, he was not trying to earn anything from his father. No. Do you notice that before Jesus ever did any of his Messiah work at the Jordan, Matthew 3 and Luke 4, the father said directly to him in publicly with witnesses, you are, here's your identity. You are my beloved son in whom I'm I am well. He did say that. Please with what? He didn't raise nobody from the dead yet. He didn't do no miracles yet. Mm -hmm. He didn't do any of my son. He just lived for 30 years. That's it. Exactly. The father said, before you do anything, this is the premise from which you're going to do everything. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> this is the premise uh -huh. from which do anything else you already have my favor yeah you are loved mm. and you're my son mm. and if i had time i would explain that biblically in christ that applies to every one of us that name the name of jesus yeah before you do anything when you, our baptism actually commemorates this that before you now go do anything as a as a follower of jesus you're my beloved son you're my beloved daughter yeah. whom i'm well pleased father says that that's from that place of assurance go live the life of love Go be church. Amen, bro. I Go like that. World. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Yeah, the character of love. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Loving it. Wow. Yeah. Well, Don? Wow. Wonderful. Yeah. You're going to get some shirts now. Character of love shirts. <laughs> you know, show people church. I love I know, that. right? Yeah, I love that, man. CJ, all I got to say, man, be blessed, brother. It's good to mm -hmm. see you. As always. And your wife Deidre and your and your two little ones. It's always yeah, good yeah. to have, brother. So um, yeah. I just want to say, because you're up, you're up in Northern Virginia, uh, Vienna, SDA, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we have to, and you're now you're the interim pastor. You say, working your way to senior. <laughs> I am serving faithfully in the spiritual gifts. Okay, <laughs> that God I'm just has gifted me with, which is pastoring. I'm just claiming. I'm just no, I hear it. I hear it. <laughs> There's several other people that are claiming that same thing. I know, right? my, my, my response is always the same. Wherever God calls me to serve. Now, do I want to grow and have greater impact? And, and could being a senior pastor be a, the best way for me to live that out? Yes. But I'm not serving from a place. And I hope no one else that's pastoring or serving in any position mm -hmm. um, is serving from a place of trying to grasp for a quote unquote higher position. I actually believe any position of leadership, according to Jesus actually in the gospels is actually the lowest position. Mm. Yep. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Position of the greatest responsibility to serve. Amen. Servant leader, right? That's it, servant leader, that's it. That's it. That's right. My brother, I want to thank you uh, just mm. for that. And as, as we always do, my brother, just lead us out in a word of prayer. Mm. Absolutely. 
Father in heaven, I thank you so much for this time to have conversation about the best thing. That's Jesus. He is the excellent way. He's laid out for us the way in the four gospels. And Lord, all throughout scripture, you're constantly pushing us into the way of love. It's the excellent way. It's the way for us to flourish as human beings. It's the way for us to flourish now and for eternity. Yeah. It's the way for us to have full, abundant life yes. in the church, loving one another. And from that being uh, together in a community of love, that, that just explodes outward to the larger world that is so desperately in need of this, this experience of the excellent way of love. And I just pray someone who's listened to this conversation, someone who's desiring to take a deeper dive in Jesus, someone that's maybe heard the message an excellent way or the excellent way, that they have not just heard this message, heard this conversation, but they're prompted now by the Holy Spirit to live it out. And the truth is they can't live it out in in, in themselves. They need to first just receive the gift of grace through Christ, salvation secured. And then through the Holy Spirit, gratitude for grace and love to our Savior, seek to follow him faithfully, his teachings, his word. And Father, you've promised to grow us in grace and to complete the work you've begun in us. So help us to move forward with that assurance. Thank you for your goodness, your love and mercy. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Pastor, yeah. I appreciate you. Thank you. All the blessings. Say hello to your mother, Hannah. She graced us back in September 2021. So, yes. And the wonderful singing she does. And uh, Amen. just continue to um, serve, as you said, because, like I said, our fundamental belief is love. That's it. Amen. It is it. It all flows from there. That's good. Uh, as you remember, uh, to listen to CJ Cousins' full sermon, please go to Plantation SDA. Um, church YouTube channel or simply go to plantationsda.tv also subscribe mm-hmm. to YouTube channel to be notified of all upcoming live stream and email programs and lastly and love what Don loves to say is hit that favorite like button like app, like it share it subscribe it whatever you need to do just continue to do it deeperdive.plantationsda.tv I like that. Mm-hmm. Just CJ, see you soon, brother. Amen. We're gonna be head, we're gonna be heading up there hopefully this year. So in that area, so I hope to see you. Mm-hmm. Come on, Amen. You All right. Soon, okay. And so we have a few birthdays. Actually, we do. Oh yeah, good. We do, and we have had a few birthdays as well. Okay. We passed a few of them. Dane Hurst yeah. is on the twenty-six. Brother Dane. Dane's birthday. Oh. Yep. As well as Diana Pabon. I don't know if you remember her, CJ. You might remember her. She's around when you were here. Diana's birthday was on the 26th, too. Ryan Brown, his birthday is on, was on the 27th. Okay, okay. And Yannick. Yannick. Her birthday is on the 30th. Okay, we got her coming 30th. up, Yannick. And then, and then we have one more birthday on Friday, which is the 1st of July, which is Rhonda, Rhonda Stevens. Rhonda Stevens, do you remember her? Oh, I don't know her last name now. Yes, I do. Yes, yes, I do. Happy birthday. Yeah, oh, boy. Yeah. Happy birthday. Good to see her right now. I haven't seen her in a little bit. But she a little bit, not, yep. She's been back a few but times. But she does come and sing from time to time. Yeah, she that's does. good. All right. Yes. Well, thank you very much. God bless you, yes. brother. Don, blessings to your family as always. 
That's thank you to you too, Joe and CJ. All Let's right, see. CJ. Take care, my brother. Love you. God bless, guys. All right. Have a good evening, everybody. Blessings. Bye. Bye.